Welcome to the Inside Out Style Podcast with Imogen Lamport, your scientist of style. Each episode, you'll get real-world style advice for women of every size, shape, and age. And now, here's Imogen. Hi, it's Imogen Lamport from Inside Out Style, coming to answer your colour and style questions. I'm just throwing them everywhere. First one today comes from Kim, who says... My biggest problem with my style is that I seem to have lost it. I began dressing casually when I had kids and I just never seemed to get my flair back. I'm also a theatre nurse that when I go to work, I get changed into scrubs. Uh, I haven't put much effort into how I look as I just get changed. I guess I've lost my spark and I'm not sure how to get it back. I see lots of stuff I like, but at 51, I'm not sure what works for me and I find it easier to just fall back into track pants and active wear. So Kim, I am sure you are not alone. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've heard similar sorts of thoughts from many women. So there's a few things to think about here. First of all, there is the midlife question. Uh, one of the things that often happens when we get to midlife is we start questioning who we are at this moment. Are we the person we were at 20? Absolutely not. Uh, and who is the person we want to be as we go forward into the second half of our life? And also, too, is our bodies are not what they used to be. Well, for most of us, they're not. You know, the skin is not as tight as it used to be when you were younger. I certainly know mine is not. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, having children has changed your body shape. It might have given you more of a tummy. It may have, you know, like you may have put on weight in certain areas that you didn't have pre-children. Plus, just the skin is more stretched out from having those kids. So it just doesn't snap back like it used to. So we've got to think about, you know, where we are today, the body we have today. Then there's also who are we now and what's appropriate for me now as well. And I think this is a very personal question. There is no one set of rules. One of the things I often hear women say, particularly at this age, is I don't want to be mutton dressed as lamb, uh, which basically is I don't want to be seen as trying to dress, you know, really young uh, because, you know, it's kind of obvious and it's not particularly attractive if I'm seen to be trying to dress like my teenage daughter. Uh, now, one of the things that I have found really, really interesting about this little saying and this concept is that for most women who think about this, they are not going to dress too young. And in fact, they're often going to dress too old and a bit frumpy or dowdy for fear of dressing too young. Like, oh, I can't wear jeans anymore. I can't wear certain sorts of clothes uh, because, you know, maybe they're too young. And I really think that is untrue. So really, you can wear jeans until you're 100 if you want to. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure Iris Apfel still wears jeans and she is 101. So, and she is seen as a style icon and she is completely not mutton dressed as lamb. She dresses to her personality and I think that's what is so fabulous about her style. Now, you may not want to emulate her style. You may not like her style, but it's certainly not uh, dressing too young in the way that we worry about in that mutton dressed as lamb way. So honestly, if that thought ever crosses your mind, put it to one side because you're just not going to go there. If you are feeling uncomfortable, like I look at a lot of the clothes around these days for, you know, aimed at my daughter's generation and a little bit older, and there's lots of cutouts at the waist and things that I just wouldn't want to be doing. I don't have the body for it anymore. And it, that would make me feel really uncomfortable. So I'm not going to select those clothes, but it doesn't mean I can't have some sort of fashion sense and I can't, you know, I don't have to be dated um, or, you know, dressing frumpy or in a sloppy way because 
I just can't wear that set of clothing or I don't want to wear that set of clothing. So that's where Mutton Dresses Lamb comes in. It's either following the latest fashion trend head to toe without any consideration of whether it suits you or not, um, or it's just showing an awful lot of skin where, you know, it's maybe there's just too much on show. So they are some things to think about. But, you know, if you are not going to just get all your skin out and show everybody part at the same time, then you're unlikely to be dressing as mutton dress as lamb. And if you're not walking into a shop and thinking, it's the latest fashion trend, I have to wear it, no matter if it suits me or not, you're also not going to be dressed as mutton dress as lamb. So just put that thought aside and uh, stop worrying about it. It's something you do not need to be concerned with. So when we're thinking about you know, finding your style because what you're selling is that I've lost my style. So how do I refine my style? Now, the style that you used to have is probably not your style today. I think about my own style journey and it's really morphed over the years. I am not wearing the same clothes I wore 20 years ago or 30 years ago or even, you know, some of them are probably 10 years old. Uh, but you know, like this jacket is 10 years old, but it's a fairly creative, unique piece and it hasn't dated in the way that maybe some other pieces of clothing have. Uh, but it is something that, is it still relevant? Is it still something that I want to wear? Is it still something I love? Those are questions I ask myself when I'm thinking about, should I keep something or let it go? Is it still me? And so this is where the question is to find who you are today, to start thinking about, well, who am I now and how do I want to be perceived? And what does that really mean for my style? Now, one of the, my new programs called Visualize Your Style, it's a little mini course. It's, you know, you could do it in a few hours very easily. Uh, and what it will do is help you redefine your style because that is often where we get lost and we get lost in the body shape stuff and the body I have today and all these other things. And what it does is it takes you right back to the core of your aesthetic to find out what it is you love today rather than what you used to love or anything like that. And then helps you, takes you step by step and leads you through a process to figure out what actually is your style today. So I do recommend that that is a great place to start is my Visualize Your Style mini course. If you are struggling with going, what is my style? I feel completely lost. I think that is the best place to start to figure it out who you are today. So that said, um, and then it's thinking about, you know, rather than just getting dressed in your active wear or things like that, because you, you know, you don't have to think too much about it, is starting to, you know, once you've got this understanding of your aesthetic, is starting to look around and seeing whose style you admire and noticing the details. Now, if you're a big picture thinker like I am, it takes a bit more effort to notice the details, but it is worthwhile doing. Notice what are the accessories? How have they put things together? What kind of fabrics are in that outfit? Uh, and it's starting to notice what it is that goes together that makes up that whole if it's not something that you naturally do. Versus some people who have a more detailed focus find it much easier to see those details, but then they can get lost with the big picture. So we want to have both a zoomed out and a zoomed in approach to our style. But I would recommend, Kim, that, you know, you like lots of stuff, which is fantastic. Part of it is experimenting. Now, what you can do, you don't have to go and buy everything, but go into stores, try on the things you like. Take some photos of yourself in the mirror in the change room. You don't have to buy anything today. And then, you know, go home and have a look at them. Get a bit of distance between you and the store so you don't end up wasting a whole lot of money on things you don't 
you know, you're not going to wear. And notice if it's something that when you look at those photos later, which ones did you like the most? Uh, what is it that you really liked about them? Which ones work for your body? Because you might find you can love something. And I spent years and years before I learned what I learned in my image consultant training course, which is what I teach my clients, all about, you know, I love stuff for a body shape that was not my body shape. And as much as I loved it, and I could really appreciate it on other people, it didn't work for me. And every time I put it on, I never felt as good in myself as when I'm wearing the clothes in the styles that work for my body, uh, that are in harmony with my body. So it is thinking about those sorts of things. So so do, you know, like kind of get a bit of knowledge. A style education is going to take you from feeling that lost and confused and giving you that knowledge that you need to actually start making the choices. But go out shopping, do what I call reconnaissance missions. So these are really just an exploration, an experiment. They're not buying. Just because we go to a store doesn't mean we have to buy anything. Um but I do recommend going out and trying things on and experimenting to start to get to know what it is that you want to have in your style today. My next question today comes from Erica, who says, if I wanted to put it in a nutshell, I struggle with overwhelm. I've been told what my coloring is. It's clear. and It's a deep winter. And I'm also a true winter and I'm a bright spring and a vivid winter. And I'm so totally confused. Uh, and then as far as body shape goes, there are so many systems too, from Kibi to Trini and Susanna's what not to wear and just so many more. I'm so confused. I don't know what to believe, who to believe and what to do. I wish I had the self-confidence to dress with certainty rather than always feeling confused about what is right and what I should do. And in some ways, this is very similar to our last question. Just it's this overwhelm from too much information that it looks like, Erica, you have been searching for some time to get the answers and nothing has given you quite the right answer. You've been trying different things out. Uh, and, you know, you're now you've kind of got so much, you're overwhelmed. And I think there's a couple of things here that you want to think about. Now, there is no one right system. I have my own systems. I have my absolute color system, which is, has 18 different color palettes uh, based on the properties of color. Now, when you are getting different color analysis answers, it's usually because potentially the system doesn't have the right palette for you. Uh, and, you know, but the fact that you're getting a, you know, overall brighter colors tends to say to me in cool colors, you've got one spring, that seems to be the outlier amongst all the winters. I would suspect potentially you have got cooler and deeper coloring. Anything else, I don't know. What, How bright or muted they are, I really couldn't tell without doing a color analysis. But there, there is certain things. Now, what can happen too is when a consultant's doing a color analysis and they don't have a palette that fits you, they will try and make you fit into a palette they have to make a decision about do they decide on is more the undertone more important or is the value or more important? So the value just means how light or dark the color is, whether they give you a dark palette like a deep winter or a light palette. Uh, there's no such thing as a light winter in seasonal. And this is where some of these issues lie is that many of these systems kind of are missing parts of that, uh, you know, the different color properties and having options for people in every uh, different kind of coloring. Sometimes too, and, and like, you know, we are all fallible humans, that 
some consultants like certain colors and they want to make everybody those colors. So they may have a preference for warm colors. So the person who made you a vivid spring might like spring colors and they just think they look good on everybody. Uh, and I have seen this before where it's very hard. One of the things we have to learn when we're doing color analysis and something I really um, stress when I'm teaching my students is that we have to get rid of our own preferences. We have to let them all go. We all have color preferences, but when we are doing color analysis, we have to let them all go uh, and we have to see every color as beautiful in the correct context. And so every client is a different context and we have to find the colors that make them beautiful, that are in harmony with them rather than the colors that I like and that work on me. So this is where I really had to learn to love warm colors when I was uh, learning to do color analysis. And I had to learn to love more muted colors because at the time I was very bright. And so I loved bright, cool colors and because that's what worked for me. So it's learning to see every colour of beautiful. And I'll always remember an experience I had when one of my students was draping a client. It was her first draping. And she was draping a client and she was cool. And the first client she had was cool. So it was really easy. It was like, ah, oh, you know, on these neutrals look great. And oh, I love this one and this one, this one. And then she was looking at some of the other ones going, who would look good in those? Those are horrible colours. And what was actually really funny is the next client she had looked great in those neutrals that had looked so terrible on the first um, client, who, the colors that also looked terrible on her. But as soon as she saw those colors on this client where they suited them, she went, ah, you're who looks good in these. And suddenly she could see that every color is beautiful in the right context. There is no ugly colors, um, but we do have our own personal preferences. So it is one of those things to be wary of. Sometimes and, and, you know, it is one of those things I think is quite sad, but there is sometimes where people get a, a bad steer as so, you know, towards which colour groups work for them. And it can be sometimes because of, you know, their preferences of that colour consultant. And they haven't had me on their back talking about finding every colour beautiful all the time. And then, of course, body shape systems. There are a few body shape systems, but most of them have something in common. Now, the way I look at them is now... There are more than just four groups. So if you are looking at any system that only has four types, it's way too limiting for humans. Humans are so much more varied than just four types. So I would discount anything that's just a four type system because it's just too limited. Now, one of the things that I have noticed that there are different parts of body shape. So we have, and I call them the body equation. It's body shape plus body proportions plus body variations. So body shape is the overall silhouette of your body. Uh, the body proportions is how long each segment of your body is. It's sometimes known as the vertical body shape. So versus the body, the traditional body shape can be known as the horizontal body shape. This is the vertical body shape. And then we have body variations and things these are things like, you know, the length of your neck, the size of your bust, whether you have, you know, slimmer or more full upper arms, the size of your thighs, the size of your calves, the shapes, all those sorts of things. They are the extra, whether you have a more rounded bottom or a flatter bottom, whether you have squarer shoulders or more sloping shoulders, all these things come into body variations. And because they are not standard on any body shape, this is why I pull them apart from body shape, which is why if you look at my body shape Bible, it doesn't go into any of those things because 
you know, my body shape calculator is just telling you body shape, it is not telling you about body proportions, and it is not telling you about body variations. The problem with the Trini and Susanna what not to wear version is that they've tried to put body shape, body variations, and body proportions all into 12 shapes. And again, even though it's 12 rather than four, it is still not broad enough for humans. And this is why I know for myself, I read it going, oh, well, I'm a bit of a brick and I'm a bit of a this and I'm a bit of a that. I'm not any of them in particular. And it's because I don't, you know, all my body variations plus my body proportions do not fit into, and the body shapes don't fit into 12 shapes. You could probably, you know, ex if you actually worked out all the different permutations, you'd be probably looking at thousands of shapes. I'm not the mathematician in my family. I should get somebody else to do the algorithm and figure out uh, just how many possible permutations there are, but it, it would be thousands. And this is why, for me, it's all about looking at each individual piece and then putting them together into the equation that is personalized for you. And that is everything I'm thinking about. When I'm thinking about you and your style, so if you are lost and confused, what I want you to think about is what is in harmony with me? What do I see in the mirror when I look at me? So when we're looking at coloring is what are the color properties that I have? Um, so rather than looking at the group and going, well, I must, you know, be a, a, you know, a clear winter and that means I have to wear you know, these colors, but it's also looking at what's your color contrast and what's your value contrast and other aspects of color as well, how you put the colors together for you. So you can get a palette, but you might think it doesn't work if you are wearing something that's a high color contrast and you're a low color contrast, for example, or if you're wearing something that's a high value contrast and you're a low value contrast or the other way around, no matter what it is. So I always think it's important to remember what we want to do is replicate what we are seeing in the mirror. And this is why how we can find our own harmony and create our own personalized style guidelines, because in the end, we're looking at what is in harmony with our body the body we have today, not the body we had at any other period of our life, and what is in harmony with our current colouring. And if anybody who's known me for a few years knows that I used to have black hair and then I went blonde and now I am grey. I don't have the same colouring I had when I was younger. Uh, you know, so it's thinking about how all those things change and finding the harmony with them as you are today. So rather than just sticking with a system that, particularly the more prescriptive a system that says, you know, if you are this tall, you also must be this personality or trying to interlink these things that are not necessarily linked, that's where confusion tends to lie because you don't feel true or right in that. What I want you to do is find how to get your personalized guidelines. And this is something that there's a little bit more work put into this because you're not just being handed on a platter. You have to actually make some decisions. You can get that information. It's what I do. It's what I teach people. Um, uh, but it's not... Uh, it's, you know, it's not a one done and dusted. It is really something you have to think about when you are, you know, putting together your style guidelines and, you, and they're personalized to you. So any one system is only as good as the options it gives you. So if you feel constricted by a system that you are using, and that system isn't working for you because it is not personalized to you. It's basically telling you that you have just to follow a real strict formula and that 
formula doesn't work for you because it's not taking into account your personality and who you are and your lifestyle and your location and your age and any health needs that may imp impact on what you can wear. I mean, this list goes on and on and on. Uh, so this is where I love to give a, you know, a great style education. And if you're interested in learning more about your style, please do join me for my free masterclass while you have a wardrobe full of clothes and nothing to wear because I can see with the two of you uh, that I have been looking at their questions today that you have this as an issue. And it's because we didn't, we're not given the style education at school and we're not given this style education anywhere else really. It's something we have to go and search for ourselves. And so it's my passion in life to help demystify all these different elements of style to help you find what really works for you and to help you find where your mistakes are. Because one of the things that can happen is we often, until we know what mistakes we're making, we can't fix them. We can't do something differently. So I would think if you're following some formula that somebody else's formula that you feel this doesn't work for me, and this could be why I would suspect, Erica, why you keep looking at systems, because the systems you look, you've looked at haven't actually worked for you. Because if you'd gone, yep, yeah, that's me, and I slot right in and it feels really comfortable, you'd have stopped looking. So when we keep looking for things, it's because what we're looking at isn't working. And this is because it's not taking you and your personality and your lifestyle, your values, all those things into account. And so this is where it's what I teach. It's what I, you know, want to share with you because I know that when you do get this right for you, you feel so much more confident. Your self-esteem goes up. You, you know, you have more courage. You, you know, you can, you can just get up, get dressed and get out the door feeling good and getting on with your life rather than worrying about and stressing about, you know, how you're looking and feeling that day. So please, I'd love to have you join me for my uh, webinar and my masterclass, which is why you have a wardrobe full of clothes and nothing to wear. And I'll be sharing four mistakes that you may be making and how to get over and how to change that. And so I want you to be the boss of your wardrobe. And I want you to start building the the wardrobe of your dreams rather than your nightmares. So every morning when you're in there, because we have to get dressed every single day, that it doesn't feel overwhelming. It doesn't feel bad. You don't feel guilty about, you know, having spent money on clothes you don't wear, all those sorts of things. It's my passion to help you really be in charge and be the boss of your wardrobe so that you have the life that you want to as well. So, Thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate you being here with me today. And I look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Inside Out Style with Imogen Lamport. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more actionable style and colour tips. And don't forget to visit InsideOutStyleBlog.com where you will discover Imogen's encyclopedia of colour and style advice to help you become your most stylish self. If you're enjoying what's here, please leave a review so we can bring you more of the content that helps you adore your wardrobe more so you can get up, get dressed and get out the door looking and feeling fabulous every single day.